This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for joining me and making this a part of your morning routines. It is very much appreciated. Uh, I hope you had a fantastic week. It's Friday, which means the weekend is here it of course means that uh, we'll be facing and travelling. I'll be travelling up to Liverpool tomorrow. Uh, I had that confirmed yesterday and I have to say, you know, there's a lot of chaos going on in the world right now and uh, sometimes you have to take the little wins. And I've never been to Anfield before. It'll be my first time uh, attending uh, a game at Anfield. And I think just to to get that sense of, of attachment in a way to some Arsenal history that happened in that very ground is for me going to be a really exciting thing um so i'm really looking forward to it um for those that are also going i hope that we can bring home the win for those that can't make it of course i'm hoping that we could uh get the result so you can be celebrate uh, celebrating it wherever of course you are in the world but uh good morning to those joining us live in the chat box hope you're doing good hope you're doing well james black shine old dave jose kaiser steve we got akmal and Aris silky sweating mellow and pika who all uh, Rob, Paul, Matt G, Aliou, we got Martin and Glenn, we got Steve, Stevie, Old Dave, Black Shine. I know I'm going back over names I've already said already, which is great. Uh, Mr. Arsenal, <laughs> Maximius, Philippe, NSW, Derek, Johan, thank you. So many of you continuing, as always, to tune in and to uh, listen in uh, every single day at 8am. If you could drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new, that would mean a lot. So thank you to those indeed that have already and those that are as we speak smashing that like button right let's uh i did see um jolie says here good morning everyone so excited to finally be awake to watch live and then <laughs> people congratulating jolie on being awake <laughs> at 8 a.m it's nice i, I it's, you know i'm a morning person you get up you get ready you you know you, you you're wired you're set you're ready for the day and uh 
the missus is not a, a morning person. She she struggles. She struggles a lot uh, with the mornings. Uh, anyway, let's crack on with today's story, shall we? Uh, Brighton last night held by Crystal Palace uh, in what was a Thursday night Premier League game. Um, I don't know if anyone can explain to me the reason why there was a game on Thursday, but there was. Um, and yes, Crystal Palace had to, well, to be fair, I say they were held. Uh, Crystal Palace taking the lead and ultimately, um, sadly, not getting the result that they wanted because Danny Welbeck, former Arsenal player, of course, scoring there uh, to give themselves a point. And yeah, Brighton's season not exactly, I think, going to plan as much as they would have thought it might have done there. You know, played the most games so far this season. They sit in eighth place. They can be overtaken by West Ham, depending on how they get on against Manchester United this week. It was an opportunity for them to go above Man United, and they didn't take it. It was an opportunity for them to go above, um, I think, Newcastle United as well. Um, and, I mean, they would have had to score a chunk of goals. But it's it's an opportunity missed, I think, for, for Welbeck and Brighton, and maybe not the season that they thought they would have. Uh, Arsenal and Liverpool are yet to make their Super League statements. Of course, we saw yesterday a number of clubs come out to condemn, to reject, to speak aloud about their uh, their opponents, I guess, their opposition. That's the word I'm looking for. To the Super League, uh, Chelsea, Spurs, Manchester City and Manchester United have all released statements suggesting that they are standing firm on their position that they had uh, a number of years ago when they you know, dropped out of the proposed competition. However, as I record this at 8 a.m., um, so far, we are yet to see Arsenal make their own statements on the Super League. Do they need to make a statement is the question I want to ask you. And uh, in the comment section as well, how does this make you feel about our club? The fact that they have not um, released a public statement as of yet we are yet to see it come out uh we don't know uh, someone suggesting in the chat box that something on uh the bbc news has said that arsenal have said no um but i've not seen anything yet publicly um so far and there was an article yesterday on the mail saying that arsenal and liverpool are the only two premier league clubs of the big six yet to publicly distance themselves from it um so i've not seen anything from the club but some people as dr says here i don't need any statement i don't care which is fair enough um yet matt g says i'm concerned that they haven't released a statement i think that it will be different for different people katana says he couldn't care less about any statement um so yeah some people it matters some people it doesn't i think it will matter to more than some than others obviously because of the attachment with that competition and the stress that it brought us last time around We've seen Real Madrid and, Man- uh, and sorry Barcelona certainly are for it. We've seen uh, Napoli, uh, De Laurentiis coming out and saying that they are willing to hear out the proposals for the Super League as well. Um, and there was comments made from, I think it was A22, who are behind the whole Super League, suggesting that there are plenty of clubs that are interested that would cause divide if their names were made public. Uh, we heard from Josh Kroenke in a fans forum following the last debacle of the Super League. He never promised to not have Arsenal in a Super League. What he did guarantee is that they would not be part of something that was in the same form as what it was last time. Uh, so he ne- the club never promised that they would not um, avoid joining a Super League. Uh, they did make promises that whilst KSE are in charge, that they would never play a home game away from London. 
Um, but reading through some of the comments from Josh Cronkite, it did seem to me at least that they weren't, it was not a hard no to the Super League in, in, in kind of what it could become. But in that previous form that it was, and they made a mistake, and obviously the fan protests certainly demonstrated that. But uh, I said yesterday that the whole Super League situation is, I empathise with why Arsenal joined it with the other clubs initially and understand why they feel it was certainly the the wrong choice to make. But uh, yeah, let's let's wait and see what happens with this story. It's going to be one that develops, I imagine. But if you are listening to this later on in the day, and of course Arsenal have since made their statement, uh, this will be out of date. But as of right now, as we record this at eight o'clock in the morning, there is no official statement from Arsenal on their website or social feeds. Um, and sticking with this Super League theme, UEFA could respond to this. There's a number of outlets reporting that the new Champions League format that is set to take place next season, in which there'll be a round-robin league system, in which two extra games will be played. It'll be eight games next season in the first stage of the Champions League. Um, and then a knockout round, as we have come to expect, that that system could be scrapped in attempt to make the competition uh, more appealing uh, with fans, I guess, who are still sceptical about the changes. I'm not too worried, to be honest, about the changes to the Champions League. The idea of being a round-robin system, I think, does add some excitement to um, the first stage of the competition. So I've not got really an issue with that. And the competition ends with a knockout stage that's exactly the same as what we've come to expect now anyway. So you still get the drama of the knockouts. And I think maybe an improved first stage, the, the downside is the two extra games. And the downside extra is, of course, if any teams are going to be made um, a part of the competition through historical merit. So these are all things that need to be questioned. And the extra two games, I think, is a frustration and I think is a uh, uh, is a problem for for player welfare and things like this. But uh, this could change. Um, the new Champions League format could indeed return to what we are already used to, uh, depending on how the whole Super League fiasco continues to develop. Moving into more transfer news, according to the Sun, Arsenal are monitoring Gonzalo Ignacio. Um, or Ignacio, um, how pronunciations are going to be uh, wide of the mark, uh, who has a 52 million euro release clause with Sporting. Um, Sporting, of course, decided they're not to Arsenal out the champion, uh, the Europa League, sorry, last season. Uh, Arsenal are in the market for defenders uh, in fullback areas in particular, but the centre half has impressed during his time with the Portuguese side. Uh, whether or not Arsenal will end up moving for him with any kind of bids in January, I imagine, is quite far off the idea of that 52 million release clause. I can't see Arsenal paying that um, during January, especially when there are other areas that need to be addressed, in particular midfield and the fullback areas. So, yeah, very intrigued to see how Arsenal do attempt to go through this January transfer window. But signings like this, upwards of £40 million, would very much surprise me. But... I've been surprised before, and I hope to be surprised again. Uh, David Ornstein released a comprehensive look at the January transfer window on The Athletic, looking at all the Premier League sides, in which he talked about Arsenal's uh, pers prospective buyers of, of Tony uh, Ivan Tony, of course, and other forwards of which he would be, I think, apprehensive about the idea of Arsenal pulling off a signing like that. I've certainly said to you for a number of weeks that it is my expectation that a deal for Ivan Tony 
is exceptionally difficult to do and that any centre forward, I feel, would be more likely to be moved to in the summer. However, he did mention that the interest in Martin Zubamendi of 12 months ago was certainly real. We talked about that quite um, at, at quite a significant length uh, a year ago. And that interest remains. Uh, intrigued to see if Arsenal move for an out-and-out defensive midfielder type that Zubamendi is and what that means for Declan Rice's future as a, a central midfielder. Is he going to move into more of a box-to-box role under Arteta? We will have to wait and see. But I think Arsenal's interest in defensive midfielders certainly seem to in, in, infer that we are open to seeing Rice's future more so as a box-to-box. But with Jorginho, Partey and Elneny all potentially leaving in the next uh, 6 to 12 to 18 months, it means that Arsenal will be on the lookout to replace the depth in their defensive midfield positions. So Zubamendi seems to be one of those potential characters. And our headline story of the day, Simon Collings at Evening Standard reporting that Tommy Asu, Thomas Partey and Mohamed Elneny are targeting a return against Liverpool in the FA Cup third round clash in January. Really positive news on this front um, because obviously we didn't know when the return dates of these players would be. We got four to six weeks as an estimate for Tommy Asu. Partey's return has been completely wildly reported all over the place and there's been a lot of uh, um, ITKs or, you know, wannabe ITKs claiming that it could have been even as early as Brighton this weekend, which certainly wasn't the case. We've not seen any images of Partey in training as of yet or even any whispers of Partey in training yet ahead of the weekend game against Liverpool and a January return always seemed far more likely than anything else. So that certainly seems to indicate that that is the case. Um, and I think that when he returns against Liverpool in January, if he returns against Liverpool in January, as Simon Collins's article seems to suggest, um, then uh, it'd be great. And then they will go off for the uh, the African Cup of Nations, of course, and the Asia Cup. So they would play that FA Cup game if they were involved in it, and then they would leave for the Asia and African Cups. So. Hopefully that gives you some clarity around those players. Right, uh, let's move to part two then. And your questions right after this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, uh, let's jump into the chat, shall we, and tackle some of your comments. Uh, Do make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new. Yesterday, I noticed that we had uh, a little burst of uh, of tickets, which has taken down the remaining tickets quite considerably, actually. So if you are still thinking, considering, weighing up the idea of coming to our live event, which takes place on February 22nd at the Old Queen's Head on the Essex Road, it's the day after our first leg Champions League game. 
uh, away in Porto. So if you're going to that game, um, you'd need to find a way back to North London by six o'clock uh, the next day. Uh, but if you're not going to that game, obviously, uh, and you're not travelling out to Portugal, then please make sure you come along the following day on the Thursday, the 22nd at the Essex Road, Old Queen's Head. Do join us. Tickets can be found in the link in the description, but they are running out. Uh, thank you, uh, everyone that's continuing to support us with that. Uh, Martin says, how is the Medway Lurgy? Are you feeling any better? I feel like I'm getting there. My voice is still a little bit hoarse um, and uh, I'm still not breathing great. <laughs> but uh, I think we're I think we there. We're past like what we would describe as the contagious phase. And uh, yeah, I'd say well, I'm a seven out of ten. Uh, we're very, very close. Give me another day and I'll be right as rain. Um, this is a strange question from Matt G. Do you have coleslaw with your Christmas dinner? I do. And a lot of people think it's weird. Matt, that's probably because... It is. I guess it depends what you have for your Christmas meal. If you've got turkey and roasties and gravy and, you know, coleslaw with that, mate, I'm not sure. But if you've got something different, maybe it goes with it. It all depends on what it's up. It's uh, it's partnering, I guess. So, yes, there you go. Um, Alistair says Zubamendi is legit. I would love to see him at Arsenal. I think that he certainly is a very viable option for a quality addition to the midfield in the long-term future. Uh, Jean says Super League or UEFA? I only want a fair competition. Who is the best to do this? Look at the WCL. Leon was lucky to draw uh, brands, smaller teams to get opportunities important for the sports as well. I mean, the, the suggestions are that the Super League would have a three-tier system of which they seem to think that Star League is the best league and then Gold is second and then Blue. It's such a weird like color like color coordination of like the tier system, Star, Gold and Blue. Um it means that you have I think what is it? Is it 30 16 16 32 or 32 32 and 64 I think are the the, the breakups. Um and then at the bottom, the bottom bracket, you remove like half of them at the end of every season and remain rem and bring in another, you know, whatever the qualification was. It's a weird system. I, I just don't think it's. I, I don't think it's going to work. I, I just don't think it's going to work. Yeah, Junta says, could you explain the Super League? I mean, you can see my attempts there. If you go onto the A twenty two um twitter feeds they will give you a video explanation that is going to be far better than anything that i can deliver to you so i'd recommend looking over there uh, ben says who has the tallest task against liverpool my shout is gabrielle that right side for them worries me the most um slash the opposing fans the tallest task i guess the tallest task is probably gabrielle jesus got to try and leap as high as virgil van dyke um but bad jokes aside, I think that you have to argue that it is Gabrielle that has the difference. And I loved the... I, I saw some analysis yesterday of um, of Zinchenko because Zinchenko is, for me, a player that is misrepresented by so many uh, crit crit uh, critics and analysts because people talk about Arsenal's left-hand side being kind of this position that is vulnerable and that we have a left back that doesn't really play left back and then judges Zinchenko on his job as a left back. If we're being very honest with ourselves, we all know that Zinchenko isn't playing left back. That is just not what he's doing. He's playing as a hybrid additional auxiliary midfielder and we basically have a back three. That is what we have. Um, Gabriel Saliba and Ben White are a back three. And that's what we play with. And then you have Declan Rice who drops in at times. You have Zinchenko and Martinelli on the left-hand side who can provide defensive cover. 
But for all intents and purposes, we play with a back three. And we play with an extra midfielder, which is Zinchenko. And so when people talk about the fact that they judge Zinchenko on being a bad left back and they want to see Kieran Tierney come back in, it's just like, it's such a reductive way of looking at the team because A, we used to use Kieran Tierney and we got never nowhere near as close to a title as we did last season with him starting as many games. And of course, with Zinchenko coming in and changing the structure and the fluidity and the shape and the how the team works, um, we are a much, much better team for it. And that's represented and reflected in how competitive we were last season, how we continue to be as competitive as we are this season. Zinchenko starts tomorrow. Yes, it's there's vulnerabilities to our left-hand side just because it's the more open side of the two because you've got Sleever and Ben White who obviously are more skewed to the right. But for me, we play with a back three. Zinchenko is a auxiliary midfielder. And so to judge him as a left back is the wrong way to judge him. It's as simple as that. Judge him on what he produces. Judge him what he, what he does. Judge him on his mistakes, which he makes for sure. But judge him on what he is, which is basically another midfielder. Um, this gravy coleslaw debate in the chat box is uh, is going quite off the rails. <laughs> Who has coleslaw on a, on a roast? What... What? I mean, it as I said before, it depends if you have a roast. You may not have a roast at Christmas. I absolutely respect those that don't. Just, gravy is just, you know, a better concept of a food addition, isn't it, for me? I just, yeah, all day long. When I used to go to Arsenal a few years ago when they still had Pie Brew Corner, before, sadly, it was um, shut down over the course of the, uh, the pandemic, you know, roasties of pie and gravy was like, the 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 pre-match tradition that's what it was uh, it's very sad that that's not the case now the pre-match tradition at the moment is is getting a pizza on holloway road and uh enjoying that because yeah i've 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 t- I, maybe i'm taking for granted the free food that i get if i go into the press room but uh and i trust me i'll, I'll take the dessert but i've really got into this habit of, of a match day tradition at the moment and i'm enjoying it um effie says zinchenko overloading the midfield will help us dominate last season we had rob holding who changed our approach. Absolutely. Having Declan Rice and Saliba in this game is going to change things dramatically for us. Um, let's scroll up a little bit more and try and avoid all these comments. <laughs> um, Louis says, Rice favours the left a lot. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays on the left-hand side of a DM sort of role that he already does, plus take over that Zinchenko role. He's comfortable in defence as well. Derek says, is Fresneda still a name thrown around Arsenal Dialogues, or are we better off shopping younger defenders out of our academy. Um, Fresneda left Real Valladolid uh, in the summer. He currently plays for Sporting uh, as well with Ignacio, who's being linked with us too. Um, I don't expect Arsenal to move now for Fresneda. He's made that switch and uh, he's not, as far as I'm aware, I'm not hearing anything of him pulling up trees or doing anything amazingly. So I could be wrong. Um, I could be, be really ignorant. Um, but uh, certainly uh, I, I, I can't foresee Fresnader coming back into the conversation for a, a little while at least. Um, let's go to <laughs> Black Shines as a Miss Pybury Corner. That terribleness, which I'll change your word, uh, that they call pizza uh, in the catering at the Emirates is terrible. I mean, I'm not talking about the pizza at the Emirates personally. Uh, I've, I, you know, I, I'm talking about pizza on from a proper pizza place on Holloway Road. Um, Mike says, would you take a point from Anfield now if you were offered it? No, I wouldn't. And I, I wouldn't because I think that we need to win. I think that we have to. Someone said this to me before the Villa game, and obviously now you'd be like, yeah, I'd love to take a I'd love to take a point from Villa Park because we we lost. Um, but I think that we are far, far, far better off 
trying to to win this game. Let me put a poll. How about we do a poll in the chat box? Um, and uh, let's see if, if we can do that using this. It's not letting me do it at the moment, rather frustratingly. But as soon as I get the opportunity, uh, I will try and do it. Here we go. Start a poll. Uh, would you take a point at Anfield if you were offered one now? That's your question. Would you take a point at Anfield if you were offered one now? Yes or no? Get voting on your poll. Um, Agmouse has been planning to smoke a brisket for my birthday next January. Tom and Chat, what is the best side dish and condiments to go with? The See, now, if you're going to smoke a brisket, now you can start talking about coleslaw. You know, now you can start that process. Because if you're going to do any kind of smoking of meat, you want to, you got to get a really good coleslaw. Uh, to go alongside it. So, yes, Akmal, that that's when you can bring the coleslaw into the conversation. Um, but, yeah, that's that's what we want to see. Um, Damien says, at this stage of the season, I don't understand anyone taking a point anywhere. Uh, Darren says, three points, uh, especially if Villa win as well. A Blue Wells is a draw would be decent, but it's not their anymore mindset. I'd have to go into it with that. Um, Jack says, hi, Tom. Is it true that we're interested in signing Dominic Solanke? Yes, there is truth in the interest for Solanke, but I don't think it will happen in January. Abernash says, do you think Arsenal will have to prioritise lesser known and easily available players this January, as well as uh, we did last time, or will they go for players in their current list? I think the players that we went for last January have always been in Arsenal's list. Um, but it's for me, it's more about the idea that... Um, if you can't get your big targets and you still need to reinforce, then you go further down your list and you have a look on the list of what other players you're interested in, who's available in the market. I think that Arsenal won't be able to pull off the marquee type of signings that we get in the summer this January because of the financial restrictions that we are working under. And we can, you know, cry and scream about the fact that Arsenal's still working in financial restrictions. But that is the world that we live in. Um, the profitability and sustainability rules mean that we have to work within those confines. And what our spending over the last you know, ridiculous number of weeks um, is is certainly, um, and months and years that we've been spending huge amounts of money, is led us to the point where we're now title challengers, but it also means that we have to be careful with our spending now and into the future. Um, Lee says, there's rumours that Bergkamp and Kazola are returned to the club as coaches. There's always rumours about that. There's always. That's not to say that they're not true and that Arsenal might not be considering them to be part of the club in the future. But there is always rumours about Kazula and Bergkamp and Sesk, who's now playing, who's now coaching at Como. There's always, always been rumours that, that players would return as well. Um, Chris says, what about uh, Matoma at Brighton? Um, he's a talent and could replace or deputise. I don't think he's got any interest in deputising. For anyone who's just signed a brand new deal with Brighton. So again, he'd be exceptionally expensive. Can't see that one happening. Um, Agile Chris. I mean, I wonder how agile Chris really is. Uh, two extra Champions League games is too many. Uh, it will lead to more injuries if this happens. Teams in Europe should be allowed to opt out of the League Cup. I hope the League Cup is kind of opted out of anyway. I'm just not, you know, my thoughts on the League Cup. It's just nowhere near any kind of um priority for me um and i don't think that the set the two-legged semi-finals are any good for anyone either um 
Tom says, gone other days that we were desperate for maximum points, uh, for a point maximum, sorry. Uh, we need to be of the mindset that we go into every game looking to win. The desperation is very, very backwards. Uh, let's have a quick check, shall we, on our poll uh, that we set up. It's very split. If I offered you a point at Anfield, would you take it? 45% say yes, 55% say no. I'm intrigued by that split. It is very, very split. I thought it would be a lot more weighted towards um the no sort of things that it is but uh fair play stand by your opinions people if you would take a point stand by it um let's go to avinash says tom can you give your predictions of a realistic january window considering we don't sign any significant outgoings i don't think tony or louise are happy neither do i i don't think we'd sign tony or louise in january but <laughs> who knows um do i think uh what would my predictions be well i can't give you a name um, but my prediction would be we bring in at least one. I think one could come in. And I think we might see a surprise outgoing. Um, if we see two surprise outgoings, we might see two signings come in. But I think there's a chance we might see someone leave in January that we aren't thinking will leave necessarily. So um, let's let's see. I think maybe I'll change that. If we have a surprise exit, maybe we can bring in two. But other than that, just my prediction, if I was a better man, I'd bet on one incoming and it not being necessarily a marquee one. That would be what I would imagine will happen. Um, Dale says, Arsenal and Chelsea legend Fabregas removes himself as manager from Como because he hasn't completed his UEFA coaching badges. What? Says Fabregas, Como. Hold on. Hold on. Is that true? Oh, my goodness me. This is, this is true. Uh, Ces Fabregas named interim boss of Italian side Como, but one day ago... Cesc Fabregas steps down as interim boss to complete his UEFA Pro license with ex-Crystal Palace um, assistant O'Shawn Roberts, named as caretaker manager of Serie B-side until the end of the season. Cesc Fabregas guided Como on third, two-third, I guess that that should be, in Serie B after three wins in five matches. Um, Interesting. Didn't know that. That only came out a day ago, to be fair. So no surprise I missed it. So he took over a club that he didn't even have the badges to coach. <laughs> Amazing. I guess he's got to, uh, yeah, I guess he's got to, he's got to finish those badges before he can take over a club. That's, that's mad. That's kind of crazy. Uh, Mira says, which team do you think would be more affected by a loss? I'm seeing most say Liverpool. Yeah, I, I think so. I think Liverpool would be much more affected. Obviously they're behind Arsenal. Arsenal would go four points clear if we were to win that game. I think it's, a bigger game for Liverpool than it is actually for Arsenal. If it was at the Emirates, it would be by far a bigger game for Arsenal. But it, be, it being at Liverpool and the pressure that Klopp has kind of put on this game by what he said in the press conferences, I think it's a it's a huge game for both teams. I think it's slightly, there's slightly more pressure on Liverpool in this game. Last season, Liverpool weren't in the title race. Liverpool were, you know, trying to fight to get into European places. The pressure was all on Arsenal to turn up and deliver at Anfield. This time, yes, there is pressure on both teams, but I think there is more pressure. Um, there's more pressure, certainly, on on Liverpool this time. So, that, yeah, 
I think that's where we stand. Uh, the poll is still very much split, 45 to 55 in favour of uh, that they would uh, not take a draw, uh, our listeners, at the moment. Uh, Junta, hopefully we'll be doing a preview show, yeah, probably a little bit later on this afternoon. I'll be putting a message into our Discord server. I know we've not been doing previews for a little while. There's been a lot of reasons as to why, which I haven't been able to speak about. I might be able to speak about them soon. I, you know, I've been kind of hit, not even hinting. It's nothing. I, I mean, it is major, but it's nothing like that really changes things about the channel. It's just meant I've been really busy of late. Um, but uh, hopefully we'll have a preview for you, and I'll be putting a message into the discord server a little bit later on today um lucas says tom you a for fee from the super league are not for the interest of fans or players for the betterment of football rather than choosing either evils do you think fans and players should run a super league themselves i just can't see that as being a, a viable option lucas to be honest it's like i know a lot of people will go down the path of it's better the devil you know than the devil you don't when it comes to the ua for a fee for super leagues etc um, but I can absolutely see Super Leagues and changes come into the state of the game in in our lifetime. You know, I really can because eventually people and clubs and fans, it will get to a point where there is a breaking point. Have we reached that? I guess we will have to wait and see if we have reached that point. Anyway, thank you so much, guys, for listening. It's an absolute pleasure. I hope to join you a little bit later on today with a preview show, probably around five, six o'clock UK time. Um, to talk about uh, the game against uh, Liverpool tomorrow at Anfield, of which I am excited to be in attendance for, for the first time at Anfield in my own lifetime. I know some of you listening will be like, for the first time, I've been there loads. I'm sure you have, but it's uh, it's going to be a moment. Um, so thank you to everybody that's listened, everybody that's tuned in. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you would like to see me and some guests in a live version of this in the flesh. You can come along to our live podcast on February 22nd at the uh, Old Queen's Head on the Essex Road. Um, tickets are available down in the description. Get them fast. They're running out. We are we are nearly done. And I've not even released information of our liner, which I'll be doing hopefully uh, next month. So do make sure you stay tuned and turn those notifications on and subscribe. And will I be singing is the question from Jürgen. That is the question. Will we have a sing-song? Will there be any waka-waka? That is the question. It will be answered on February 22nd. Have a fantastic day, evening, morning, wherever you happen to be in the world. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.